Good morning, Lara's family. Good morning to all of the Lara's that is uh, joining us this Sunday online service, our region searches, and of course, our Citygate family headed by Pastor Sam Sade. Maraming maraming salamat for joining us and tuning with us this uh, Sunday morning. My name is Pastor Josh Hernandez. I am one of the new gen pastors here in Lighthouse Alabang, and I'm currently heading the youth ablaze ministry. And by the way, if you are a teenager, ages between 13 to 21 years old, I want to invite you. We have our hashtag hoist or hot rock online youth service every Saturday, 4.30 to 6 p.m. We want to connect with you. We want you to become part of our discipleship group. And at the same time, if you would just look in your screen, we will be flashing, you know, the different social media accounts of our Youth Ablaze so that we could uh, connect with you and so that you could also get in touch with us. And before I share the word today, of course, I want to honor, I want to take this time to honor all of our volunteers who makes this Sunday online uh, service possible. Of course, our media team, and of course, a while ago, our Levites team who led us into worship. I want to encourage every one of you, your work is not in vain. The Lord sees everything that you do. Now, if I could just invite everybody to just get your Bibles and open it. In Galatians chapter 5, and we will be reading from verses 13 to 26. And I'll be reading from the NIV version. Verse 13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Verse 16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And verse 19 says, The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred and discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, Orgies and the like, and I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I want you to listen, verse 22, and here is the promise of the Lord to every one of us. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which means patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such these things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the 
Spirit. And let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Will you just close your eyes and bow down your heads? And let us pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity that we are able to just hear and learn about from your word today, Lord. Lord, thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for allowing us to breathe again, to see the very world that you have created for every one of us. Thank you, Lord, that we're able to spend time with our families, Lord. Thank you that there is a roof over our heads, Lord, God, that we have a comfortable bed that we could sleep on, that there is food at the table. So, God, today, Lord, God, where we are standing, Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to be upon us. Because, Lord, if there, if, if there, Lord, we believe that in your presence, in your spirit, Lord, Lord, there is grace, there is love, there is joy, there is peace. So God, today, Lord, speak to us. Holy Spirit, we invite you into our presence. We invite you into our life today, Lord. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So we are now at the middle of a preaching series this month of November entitled, Filled. It means that it's talk about the different fruit of the Spirit. So why do we need to live a Spirit-filled life? Because we live in a fallen world. And during this pandemic where it is so easy to give into the acts of the flesh. Because there's no physical gathering. Accountability is low. And of course, being unproductive is so tempting. Right? Because we're forced to stay inside our homes and we could just... You know, stay in our couch. We could just lie down and browse in our phones and watch Netflix the whole day. And we become so unproductive. And of course, our relationship or the way we communicate to other people is so limited because of the pandemic. Of course, our accountability with our DG leaders and pastors is very, very low. It means that we are so unguarded. Right, So the acts of the flesh, the urge or the calling of the flesh is so strong to us. And that is the reason why we need to live in the Spirit. And now that we understand that living in the Spirit means to continuously practice the fruit, not fruits, but fruit of the Spirit. And of course, our senior pastor, Pastor Jojo Baldo, started the series filled with love. And love comes first because among these three, in 1 Corinthians 13 says, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of this is love. And that love is greatly shown in John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that includes you and me, that He gave His what? His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for all of our sins, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so we learn from Pastor Jojo that we cannot give which what we do not have. And because we receive God's love into our life, and we have been filled by the Holy Spirit, therefore we can also love other people, you and I. Is a product of God's love. And because of that, we could love the people around us, our moms, our spouses, our children, our friends, and even the lost people. And of course, 
the second uh, part of the series, Pastor Nikki Flo, which preached last Sunday, talk about joy. And joy comes in close in second because when we rejoice in our salvation by accepting Jesus Christ in our lives, because of that love, the first fruit, okay? Because of that love, we accepted Jesus Christ and we are allowed to have a relationship with, with, with God. Therefore, we have this joy in our hearts. And after that, peace. And peace means it's a product of God having reconciled sinners like us to himself so that we're no longer his enemies because the Lord hates sin, right? And we are sinful people and the wages of sin is death. Not just, you know, ordinary kind of death, but a horrible kind of death. And that death was experienced by our Savior, Jesus Christ. And now going back, because of that peace, now we have that confidence, my friends, and freedom in approaching God. And I want to quote Pastor Nikki. Pastor Nikki, you know, said this, that we cannot buy joy and peace because it has already been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And now we know that you and I can't find joy and peace despite going through the persecution and the hard times that we are feeling right now because of this season of pandemic. And today, this Sunday, we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, patience and self-control. Our goal for today is that for us to know how we should respond in difficult times. How do we respond to the different mountains and valleys that you and I go through every single day because none of us are excused from the trials of life, from the temptations and from the challenges of life. And that's, what, that's the reason why we need the Holy Spirit, particularly the fruit, which is patience and self-control. Because if we lack this fruit, if we lack patience and self-control, try to imagine a world where there is no patience and self-control. That world is chaotic. Sobrang gulo po Try to imagine this, okay? If you are ordering a food, right? Let's say in McDonald's and there's no patience and self-control and there is a long line, everybody will be fighting to get their food because they don't have patience and self-control. So I have a question for you today. How do you deal with difficult situation. So do you have the patience that endures in dealing with the trials and hardships in life? And do you have the self-control when it's so easy to give in or give up? So, so my question is also, do you want to have the fruit of the Spirit, which means patience and self-control? And if you answer Yes, right? Could you just comment below? Could you just type amen so that you, all of us could see, right, that every one of us actually needs patience and self-control. I want to talk to the husband and wives 
in the house. Try to look now at the comment box. Tignan nyo po, si Mrs. Ba o si Mr. is nag-comment ng amen. Baka kailangan na kailangan na po talaga nila ng patience. Now, I'm talking to the parents and the children today, especially the parents because, of course, it's a different season. It's a different time. Everything now is done through online. And these parents that we have right now, they are not used to this. Okay, are you patient in learning how to use Facebook? Are you patient in how to use Zoom where you have regularly conducted your meetings? And of course, to the children, right? It's online school. To the children in the house, do you have the patience in learning through online classes? And of course, for those who are working, again, it's different time. The setup is so different. The requirement is different, but the target is still the same. And you need to deliver the targets. And now we're nearing the end of the year. And you need to deliver a lot of things. Do you still have the patience? to do all of those things. And lastly, of course, those who are part and leading a D-groups and a ministry. Again, we realized last year when we had our planning for the Youth of Blaze ministry, we did not consider this setup or this arrangement that we're going to do online ministry. And I believe I also speak with most of the ministries and the churches that we have this online ministry is actually new to us. And we are trying to adapt into this. We're trying to do ministry online. So do we have, as pastors, as leaders, as DJ leaders, as volunteers, do we have the patience and the self-control in dealing with all of the changes and challenges that we experience today? So if you are that person that needs patience and self-control, again, just comment down, amen, below. And for all of us to see and to know that we are not alone, I think almost every one of us needs patience and self-control during this time. So I want to define patience and self-control for everybody so that we are now on the same page, right? Patience in Greek means makrothumia, which means long-suffering. Imagine that, right? Long-suffering, makrothumia. The word itself, long, right? Because of our culture, because of the time that we are living right now, using the word long and suffering is something that is not usual to every one of us, right? Because our culture right now, the time that we are living right now, right? Things are given to us easily, right? I'll give you an example. November 11, right? Diba? You don't need to, the, you don't need to go to the malls anymore, you don't need to go out to your house to buy stuffs, right? Because by the use of your smartphones, by the use of your gadgets or your laptops, you could now already order online. And those things that you want, the packages that you just bought, will now be delivered to your doorstep. That was not the case before, right? I'll give you another example. Fast food, right? 
If you are hungry, you don't need to buy the, the, the materials or the stuffs or you don't need to go through, you know, the time of just preparing and cooking, you know. Right now, by the use of your phones, you could just call, right? And you could just like key in and just place your order and in a few minutes, the food that you ordered will be delivered to you in an instant. And so I'll give you another example, right? on how our generation today is not so familiar about long-suffering, right? about patience and self-control. There is a professional group in the U.S. They are called linemen. You know what linemen does? Okay? They are the people who would actually fall in line on your behalf. Imagine that. You now ask people, you now Pay the services of people to line to line up for you or to wait in line for your behalf. Kasi po sa America, there's you call this yung big black sale that there's so many lines when you just want to buy phones or shoes or if you want to watch a particular movie, it's the opening night or a play. Okay, you could ask these people, the line man, okay, and they would actually line up for you, and they're being paid for the first four hours. $40. Imagine that for the first four hours and for every succeeding hours, $20. They charge so that it, it, it has now become a profession. Again, patience means long suffering. The word itself is something that you and I are not accustomed with, right? Long suffering. It means it's, it's the ability to endure difficult circumstances. And if I will just make it simpler for every one of us, you know what patience means? It is the willingness to wait. What do you mean, Pastor Josh? The willingness to wait because you and I know that, yes, we can wait, but are we actually willing to wait? Do we show good character while we are waiting? Because many times, and my wife could actually testify unto this, right? Many times, right? When I wait, my heart is not right. I'm so grumpy, you know, I'm questioning because there was no willingness in me. So I need patience and self-control today. And of course, the next word is this, self Control, right? Self-control. What does self-control mean? In Greek word, it means enkratia. That came from the root word enkrates, which means having the power over ourselves or over self. It means mastering and controlling. Self-control is the discipline given by the Holy Spirit that allows us to resist the power of the flesh. Let me ask you again, friends, how is your self-control today? How was your self-control last November 11, right? Did you order so many stuffs online? Because you have now given to the power of the flesh. Of course, I'm not here to crucify people that want to buy stuff. I'm not here to crucify those companies that sell things. But my question is this. Do you have self-control? Did you buy the things that you want or the things that you need? Because we know 
that it's supposed to be, you know, our needs over our wants. Again, my dear friends, pastors, ministry volunteers, children, young adults, young people, do you have patience and self-control? And because we have established this, that you and I need patience and self-control, I want us to to look into uh, the life of a particular Bible character. His name is Joseph, Joseph the Dreamer. And I want us to look into the different seasons of Joseph's life and how he responded into the different seasons that he has undergone through. Because if there is you know, lessons that we could actually draw from, from the life of Joseph. It is the fruit of the Spirit, which is patience and self-control. Okay, so now we proceed with the sixth piece of Joseph. This sixth piece represents the different season of Joseph's life and how he responded with patience and self-control in this different seasons of his life. Of course, the six piece are the prophetic dream, the pit, and of course, Potiphar's house. And then from Potiphar's house, the prison. And then from the prison, it was uh, Pharaoh's uh, household. And of course, last but not the least, is the, the plentiful and famine years. And now the first lesson that I want to share for every one of us today, from the four lessons about patience and self-control that we, all, that we all can learn from Joseph is this. Number one is that patience that deals with the season of pruning, right? Because we understand that from the prophetic dream up to the pit, Joseph received a, the dream from the Lord that he will be someone uh, someone important during that, uh, someone that is influential, someone that will, that actually people will bow down over him. But during that time, uh, he was just 17 years old. And as he was sharing this dream that he had with his brothers and his father, of course, his brothers become jealous of him. Are you trying to say that you, that we will bow down to you? You are younger than us, Joseph. But Joseph didn't stop there. He even told, you know, the, another dream that he had to his father. His dream was that the stars, the, the moon, and even the sun will bow down unto him. And when jo- Jacob heard this, you know, he was the father. What are you trying to tell us, son? That I am your father will actually bow down unto you. You are living inside my home. You are under the care of, inside my roof. And you are under the care of of. Of me, and why would I bow down unto you? But Joseph was so eager in sharing this, and so his father actually rebuked him. You know, and because I believe that Joseph could have responded better instead of him, you know, uh, highlighting what will actually happen, he could have responded, you know, you know what, my brothers or my father, what does this really mean? How can I actually prepare? for this position that the Lord is giving me or preparing me or calling me to be in in the future. So of, course, of course, as the story progresses from the prophetic dream to the pit, there was this part in the story of Joseph's life that his brother was outside, and so Jacob sent him to look for his brother. And as Joseph was approaching his brothers, his brother was planning, you know what, 
let's just get rid of, of Joseph because he's becoming, you know, prideful. He's becoming, you know, someone that is very important. And he feels like he will be above us, that he will become more important than us, that, we, that he expects us, that we will submit unto him. And because his brothers were coming from, you know, a heart that is becoming jealous and envious of him. So, but, you know, one of his brothers, his name is Reuben. Reuben said, no, 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 let's not kill him. Let's just throw him into the pit. And so that's what happened to Joseph. Joseph was thrown into the pit. But before they actually throw Joseph into the pit, they took away his robe. That very precious gift or the very prized possession that Joseph had during that time. And that possession, you know, is a, uh, an evidence that he is actually the favorite of their father. And so he was thrown into the pit. Now my lesson is this, from that uh, prophetic dream to the pit experience is that patience that deals with the season of pruning. Again, patience that deals with the season of pruning. Because Joseph, right, was rebuked by his father. What was the pruning process into him? The Lord is humbling Joseph. Yes, the Lord is saying, yes, I've, you, you already saw on what is my plan to you, you know, a, a small picture of that, but your heart is so into that already that instead of you preparing yourself for that role. And the second is this, the, 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 the physical, you know, uh, illustration of removing that robe from Joseph, it means that you are no longer father's favorite, right? And of course, when he was thrown into the pit, right? The pit represents something that you and I experience. That is the lowest of low. So the pruning process that Joseph was experiencing that time is this, that he is no longer under the care of his father. It means he is no longer under the protection of his father. It means that you, that Joseph needs, that hindi na ikaw yung favorite. Wala nang Wala nang pwedeng mag-back up sa'yo ngayon because you are now in the pit. So, I believe that every one of us, right at this moment, we have experienced or we are currently experiencing this season of pruning. And when we actually undergo through that season, we need the patience to endure, the patience that, that will deal with that season of pruning because if there's one thing that you and I doesn't like, it is something that is being removed unto us. But I want us to be reminded of this, that God is not just in the business of giving things unto us or giving the things that we need, but God is also in the business of removing something from us for His glory. But of course, we don't like that. We don't like that process because the season of pruning could be a very painful process for every one of us. But before now I proceed into this, I just want to say there is a lesson in self-control in this point, right? In this point, self-control, it means by humbling ourselves to the pruning process. Because Joseph could have resisted that. Joseph could have become more prideful. Now, you know, no, Lord, 
I, the stars and the sun and, 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 and the moon will bow down, down to me. But you know, the Lord is saying, no, yes, it will actually happen, but your heart is not ready yet. So I need you to go into this season. Again, the self-control lesson is by humbling ourselves to the pruning. So if, I want to ask you this question, Lighthouse family. Are you hesitant to get rid of the things that the Lord is removing in your life? Is there something that the Lord is dealing in your life right now that He wants to be removed, that you're fighting it off? Because maybe that something is very special unto you, that something is so attached unto you, or that particular someone is very, very important in your life. But you know for a fact that the Lord is trying to remove that away from you. Are you resisting that? If you are, I want to say you this, that we cannot, we cannot win against the Lord. If He is going to remove something in our lives, it's just a matter of time. When will it actually happen? But the question is this. What is our response? Is our hearts ready? Are we submitting to the Lord when He's actually removing something in our life? That is the pruning season that I'm talking about. And I want to say this to you as an encouragement. Brokenness is part of becoming whole. Okay, what do I mean? Usually, or most of the time, or maybe sometimes, you know, during the pruning process or during the season of pruning that we experience, we go through brokenness, right? And going back to the story of Joseph, while he was in the pit where it's so dark, when he saw that it's all stones and dirt under him and there's no people around, he was so helpless. He was so broken because his father rebuked him. The very thing, the robe that is so beautiful that was gifted unto him was removed from him right? And he is no longer under the care of his father, make him broken. And the Lord needed Joseph to experience that in preparation for the very position that God is calling him in the future. But again, I want to remind you, if you are going through a season of brokenness, if you are so broken right now, I want you to know this, that the Lord is also in the business of making us whole again. The Lord is after our restoration. But before we experience restoration in our life, we need to acknowledge that we become broken first, that we have come to a broken season. So brokenness is part of becoming whole again. And John 15, 1, 2 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener, and He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. I want you to remind that He cuts every branch in me that bears no fruit. And while every branch that does bear fruit, what? He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. My friends, if you are going through a season of prune, it means the Lord is actually preparing you something that is better in the future. But we need to submit ourselves. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our, in our lives in during this season of prune. We need patience and self-control. And now we proceed now to the second season of Joseph's love from the pit to Potiphar's house. So we remember that from the pit, because his brother told him, and there was people that was walking by, and what, the, what, what Joseph brothers did is that they sold him 
to these people. And these people, uh, of course, Joseph was now a slave. They brought him into Egypt, and now he found himself in Potiphar's house. But you see, the, the hand of the Lord was over Joseph during that time, that everything that he does prospered. And so Potiphar saw that, so he assigned Joseph to be the head of the house. So he was the one who, who takes care of the house and even the people in the, in the house. So from the pit to Potiphar's house. Can you just imagine from promotion to demotion and then promotion again, right? So here's the lesson that I want us to, to, to get from this, from this transition from the pit to Potiphar's. Here's lesson number two. The patience that endures being stuck in a pit, right? Before we focus on, you know, being the one in charge in Potiphar's house, we need to understand the significance of the pit, right? The pit is where Joseph felt that he is helpless. The pit is where Joseph felt that, you know, it's not about me because I am ready. My, my, my father rebuked me. My, my, my own brothers betrayed me, and I don't have the proof that I am the, you know, the favorite son of my father. So he was at the lowest of low. When he looked around the pit, there was dirt. Wala na, wala na pong because he was already in the pit. And he saw walls or stones around him. There's no more hope for me. But when he actually looked up and when he saw the light, this is what the pit will make us realize. And here's an encouragement to every one of us. That the pit teaches us that there is a way up. The pit teaches us that there is a way up. And our way up is when we call out to our Father, when we call out for help to our Father. But before I proceed that, I want to ask you this. Are you feeling hopeless in your situation today? Are you in your pit today? Because if there is a lesson that this pandemic season has brought upon us, it's a season about being stuck, right? But being stuck, I believe, is a choice. Being stuck is a choice, right? Because if, if you don't actually do something about your life, if you know for a fact that there's no movement at all, there is no growth at all because of the pandemic, we're forced inside our homes, accountability is low, there is no social gathering, right? But what are you actually doing about it? So are you feeling hopeless in your situation today? Are you stuck? Maybe you are now deep in your struggle. Maybe now you are deep in your sin and you feel like there is no way out, like being stuck in a pit. Again, the lesson is this. The pit teaches us that there is Away up, and that is what happened to Joseph, right? Though he was stuck in the pit for a certain period in his life, he was actually drawn out, right? I was trying to imagine if I was in Joseph's place during that time, it was my brother who was helping me to be out of that pit. Yes, thank you, Lord. My brother has realized that you know, hindi kami magkaaway. Thank you, Lord. But nung pag-angat sa kanya, it was actually no. We sold you. You're not our brother, but we actually sold you, right? But regardless of what happened to Joseph during that time, he was now out of that pit. He was out of that season in his life. So Psalm 121.1-2 says, and let this verse encourage every one of us, 
The psalmist says, I lift up my eyes to what? To the mountains. And where does my help come from? And my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So today, if you are stuck in the pit, it's time for you to look up and ask help from the Lord. And I pray that as you go through a season of going through or stuck in a pit, I pray that you would have the patience to endure that. Know that this pit is part, is really part of the plan of the Lord in our life. And so now we transition, right, from Potiphar's house to the, to the prison and to the palace. Of course, from, the, from Potiphar's, because he was in charge, there was a time that maybe, just maybe, you know, Potiphar's wife was attracted to Joseph because he, he looks good and he was young during that time. And so the, the Potiphar's wife tried to what? To lure him into bed. So, but, but, but Joseph ran away from that. And because of that, Potiphar's wife got offended. And so he told Potiphar. And Potiphar was so angry. And so Potiphar sent him into the prison. Right? And then afterwards, in the prison, because the, the hand of the Lord was over Joseph, the guards assigned Joseph as the head of the prisoner. Can you just imagine that, right? That the ups and downs in Joseph's life from, from, from the pit and now to Potiphar's house and now to the prison and then going to Paris Palace. Grabe, grabe po yung mga pinagdaanan ni, ni Joseph this time. But, but the significance of that is this. I want you to, to also learn from this that in Potiphar's house, we, we know that Joseph, right, was, was successful because everything that he touches prospers. So what does it mean that, that even like in the ministry, right, even if we're serving in the ministry, and I want you to, to, to all of our volunteers and even leaders and pastors, like in the ministry, you see the Lord is moving through you and in you and the ministry is being blessed through, through the actions and because you're putting effort. That is what also happened to Joseph. But, but there is this person, Potiphar's wife, Inside Potiphar's house. It, what does it mean? What does it telling us? That even in your season that you are successful or prosperous, temptation is still there. Temptation is very much present. So you don't let your successes, right, get the best out of you. You need to be guarded as well. And, and one lesson that we could learn from this, right, is the self-control that Joseph had during this time, that he actually run away. So I hope and I pray, especially for those of us who are standing in the pulpit, that we will have the self-control to run away from temptation and preserve our credibility because that is important as we serve in the ministry. Are you following? So, so from there, from, from the prison, right, he met the cupbearer of Pharaoh. Because during that time, something happened and the cupbearer was inside the prison. And so one day, the cupbearer had the dream and Joseph was able to interpret it. And what happened is this, that afterwards, the, cup, the, the Pharaoh called out the cupbearer. So Joseph only asked a favor from the cupbearer that, would you remember me? Would you say my, my case to the fear that I was actually sent here without doing nothing wrong 
at all. I am wrongly accused. But what happened is this, that the cupbearer that Joseph felt forgot about him. So here's my lesson number three. Okay? Lesson number three is this patience that bears the struggles in life. If there's a lesson that we could just actually learn from this, from the different highs and lows that, that Joseph experienced, that from the different struggles that Joseph experienced, is the patience, right? Because, again, Joseph could have said, you know, I did not do anything wrong. Why am I here in prison, right? Pwede niyang, pwede niyang labanan yung, yung wife ni Potiphar. At the same time, pwede niya rin balikan yung, yung cupbearer, Right? Because, bro, I, I, I help you, man. I help you. And then you forgot about me. Actually, he forgot about Joseph for two years. Try to imagine that his prison term or life was prolonged for two more years. But, you know, Joseph showed patience that bears the struggles. And here's another lesson that I want to throw to every one of you, right? The choices and versus consequences. The choices is always up to ours. It is our own decision. And Joseph, diba? during that time, when he was tempted, he ran away. Of course, we would expect that something good would actually happen out from this, right? But what was the consequences of that action? He was thrown into jail. And I was reading this, and I was asking the Lord, Lord, it doesn't make sense. Joseph did the right thing. He ran away from temptation. Why? Why did he end up in jail? You see, the consequences is not up to us. But the choices is what is important in this time. So I pray that as you go through the season of struggle, that you would always make the right choices. And how do we do that? That's the reason why we need the Holy Spirit in our life. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who would actually guide us. The Holy Spirit is the one who would give us wisdom. The Holy Spirit is the one that will rebuke us or will correct our ways. So, again, patience that bears the struggles in life. The self-control, that lesson that we could uh, get from this is that by choosing not to compare yourself to the others that will address envy and jealousy. Because Joseph could have compared himself to the cupbearer, right? Bakit ba, Lord, bakit yung cupbearer nakalaya na? And I was the one who, who interpreted his dream. And I did not do anything wrong. And I am here. Again, self-control. Lalo na po when we're going through the struggles in life, it's so easy to lash out on people. It's so easy to point fingers on people. Again, patience and self-control. So, Here's the question that I want to ask you, Lyra's family, our dear viewers. So how do you respond to challenges that come your way? How do you respond? Do you easily get impatient? Do you have the time to process things? Do you easily lash out on people? And, of course, the next follow-up question is, does your emotion get the best of you? Does your emotion get the best of you? Because, again, patience is something that, you know, about long-suffering. Patience is the willingness to wait. So if we don't have that, you know, if we don't have control over that, then where is the self-control in our life? Here's, a, again, a, an encouragement to every one, of, every one of us. Your prison 
cannot be just a place to lock you down. It can also be a place to build you up. If you're feeling right now that you're going to a very, very struggling season, don't look at this as something that the Lord is punishing us. But look at it as something that the Lord will use that as a jump board for something that the Lord has the best for you in the coming days or in the future. Again, your prison cannot just be a place to lock you down. It can also be a place to build you up. Now, going back to the story of Joseph, it was, during, it was the prison season of Joseph that the Lord used in order for him to connect to Pharaoh. What's that connection? The cup bearer. Again, if we will just focus in the prison, prison is not a good place to be in. But we know that the Lord cannot, we cannot put the Lord in a box. He has a beautiful plan for every one of us. And the prison, the very thing that we're trying to get rid of, we're trying to run away from, but, that, that, that is the, but the Lord can also use that to send us to places, to connect us to people. Okay? So, then this is what happened. Okay? From the palace to the plentiful and famine years. From the, from the palace to the plentiful and famine years. Of course, because the cupbearer was reminded, because the Pharaoh had a dream and nobody could impre- interpret it. And the Pharaoh was, was so eager to know what was the meaning of his dream. The cupbearer remembered, ah, there was this person. You know, my friend in the prison, his name is Joseph, that he could actually interpret dreams. And so when he told that, you know, after two years, Pharaoh called Joseph into his palace. And that's where Joseph was able to have this interaction or connection with Pharaoh. And he was able to interpret the dreams of Pharaoh. And the interpretation of the dream is that, that for the first seven years, Egypt was going to experience the year of plenty, seven years of plenty. But afterwards, after that seven years of plenty, there's another seven years that Egypt will experience the years of famine. And so because Joseph was able to interpret that, Pharaoh also assigned him, right? Because you were able to interpret my dream, I'm going to assign you to prepare us during the plentiful years in preparation for the famine years. And, here's this, and here is lesson number four that I want to throw to you, my Lighthouse family. Lesson number four, patience that pushes you towards success. Sometimes, again, when, when we're so after a promotion or when we, we feel like we deserve that, that what do you call this, that, that position, right? We're so focused on being in that position already. But do we have the maturity? Do we have the experience? Do we have the patience to deal with the process in order for that will actually mold our character to prepare us into that promotion or into that successful season that we are looking forward Again, try to imagine this. If Joseph, during his, uh, when he was 17 years old, he was already focused on that, but the Lord knew that he was not ready. And so the reason why he needs to go through the ups and downs of 
life. So that because the Lord is actually molding his character. And again, the lesson is about patience to endure the willingness to, to wait. Okay? So my question to you is this. What aspect of your life would you want to finish strong this year? Because again, we understand because of the pandemic, you know, there are some people that you know, make plans for the whole year. They set, they set visions, they set you know, uh, dreams, or they, say that they set faith goals or something that they want to accomplish before the year ends. And, but because of the pandemic, they were not able to factor that in. Somehow, they got derailed. They don't want to pursue that anymore. They got discouraged, right? But it's not yet the end. Right? It's not yet, it's hindi pa po tapos yung taon. So, what aspect of your life would you want to finish strong this year? Is it something physical? You want to be healthy? Right? Is it something mental? You want to be strong on how you think, on how you view things? Is it something emotional? Do you, are you easily discouraged? Right? Is it something spiritual? Do you want to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord? Or is it something social? Do you want to build, you know? you know, relationship with the people around you. So whatever that is, again, we need the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Patience that pushes you towards success. I want to say this to every one of us today. Each testing of our patience shall eventually reveal its purpose. Sometimes, you know, the reason why we don't want to go through the process is that the purpose is not yet revealed unto us. But you see, yung ganun po, minsan yung plano ng Panginoon, the purpose will be revealed towards the end. But the question is this, will you still choose to obey and trust the Lord in times of uncertainties? Or do you just trust Him when it's, when the Lord clearly gives you a clear picture of what He wants to happen, right? Again, each testing of our patience shall eventually reveal its purpose. And here is how the story of Joseph ended in Genesis 45, 4-7. And I want you to listen to this. Verse 4 says, Then Joseph, this is now the encounter of Joseph and his brothers. Of course, he was already assigned as the one who would take care of Egypt during that time, next to the Pharaoh. And so, of course, famine. And so, Jacob sent his son. You go to Egypt because Egypt was able to save yung mga crops so, we, so that we will not be hungry. So here's now the encounter. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you, the one you sold into Egypt. Okay? And of course, his brothers was terrified because Joseph was so powerful that time. And of course, I'm trying to imagine Joseph could have just lashed out on them because he was so powerful. He could have just sent them to prison. He could have them executed. But here is the response of Joseph. Because of the many trials in life and because of how the Lord molded Joseph with his character, with patience and self-control, here, here is the response of Joseph. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. 
And next is, for the two years now, there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. Verse 7, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Again, each testing of our patience shall eventually reveal its purpose. Joseph or after so many years of the testing of his patience and self-control, eventually realized the purpose of the Lord was revealed unto him. This is the very reason why I needed to experience this from the people around, why I needed to go through the pit and through the prison and to experience Potiphar's wife. It is because of this purpose that someday I'm going to prepare this land during the plentiful years and during the famine years. So again, this is the four lessons about patience and self-control that we all can learn from Joseph's life. Number one, patience that deals with the, reason, with the season of pruning. And as Joseph, you know, now in his position, he needed to realize this, that it's not about the position, it's not about being favorite but it's about your heart that is humble to the people over you or to the people around you that will help you in leading these people, right? And then second is the patience that endures being stuck in a pit. This is where Joseph realized that when you are now in the high position, you should also be considered for those people in the lowest of low. And of course, you don't also want to be in that position. So you need to be careful on your choices because sometimes the consequences could be different, right? Could be different from the choices that you made. And then, of course, patience that bears the struggles in life. Of course, if you are in the high position, try to imagine this, okay? Joseph, right, is the one assigned to be the one in charge of saving, right, the crops for the plentiful years. You see, the Lord would actually bless his people, but he needs people or selected people or group of people that would actually administer that. He needs people like Joseph that will come up with system so that other people so that all of these people could be blessed. Try to imagine kung wala si Joseph and then they just try to save, right? Lahat ng tao, kanya-kanya lang pukuhan ng crops, right? And I'll give you an example. During the pandemic, okay, pag pumunta po kayo sa 7-Eleven and sa mga grocery store, wala pong Yakult. Lahat talaga kumukuha ng, ng, ng mga Yakult. There are some stuffs that mawala. But you see here, the Lord, will, He will call people that will organize the flow of blessing into His people. And lastly, patience that pushes you towards success. Joseph needs to realize that every step matters. And at the same time, that even yung pinaka bagay na parang minamalit natin, yung bagay na hindi natin na-consider that will be beneficial from us, the Lord can actually use that as a jumping board in putting us to the position that He is calling us to be. So again, the four lessons about patience and self-control. So before I end, I, would you just close your eyes and bow down your heads? And I'll just pray, and then afterwards, uh, our next wave team will be leading us a worship song. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for today. 
thank you for just allowing us to hear your word. Words that was written many, many, many years ago that is still relevant, that is still applicable, that is still powerful up to this day. Lord, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit in us with his patience and self-control. Lord, we realize if there is a fruit of the Spirit that we actually everything we need for the fruit. But right now, at this moment, at this particular day, Lord, you want us to learn about patience and self-control. Lord, if there's one thing that we also understand, Lord, that you are the God na hindi po madamot. You are a very good God. You are a faithful God. So God, today, Lord, you said in your word that when we ask, we shall receive. So God, today, we ask. God, we ask for the fruit of the Spirit just to be upon us. We ask patience and self-control to be upon us. And Lord, as we now go into worship, Lord, continue to talk to us, continue to minister to us. Holy Spirit, continue to do the work. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Before I end us into a prayer again, I want to relay this message to you. The fruit is the product of the quality of the root. When we actually, you know, when you actually ask patience and self-control from the Lord, it's not like parang hindi po yan yung, when you use a cell phone, you download an app and then, of course, nasa yun nakaagad yun, right? Or when you actually update an app and then you actually automatically, parang, let, let's say for today, ako po si Joshua 1.0 and I don't have any patience at all. And then when they ask and I feel like, wow, I have patience now, all of a sudden, after a few minutes, I am now Joshua 2.0. When we actually ask patience and self-control. When we actually ask the Lord for patience and self-control, He let us go through a season that we would actually exercise our patience and self-control. And of course, I just don't want us to focus on the fruit. And that's the reason the fruit is the product of the quality of the root. If you want to, if you want to have the fruit of the Spirit in you, then you need to work your relationship with the Lord because that is the quality of the root. How deeply are we connected in our relationship with the Lord? How deeply are we invested in our relationship with the Lord? So we just uh, raise your hands right now for the benediction. May the Lord keep you and may the Lord make His face shine upon you and may the Lord be upon you as He conditionally loves you, grants you His joy and peace and start living with patience and self-control and as you walk a spirit-filled life. Amen. So next Sunday, it will now be part four of our spirit-filled series. The Fruit of the Spirit, which is Kindness and Gentleness by Pastor Carlo Rosakai and Maki Relyama. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your Sunday.